Hello, this is episode 266 of Crash, the UK Geek Podcast. Recorded on Sunday the 19th of May 2019, and the time at the beginning of the show is 23.44.21. Second show in two days, another show tomorrow... We'll see how I last. At least I am taping a show one day and editing the next day. So that is making it a little bit easier. And let's just ease into the show today. I said a while back, as I do, saying a lot of things and then changing my mind, that I'd keep the top of the show, or pre-show, rambles to a minimum. But now that I think about it, I think it's actually nicer to do some tangential stuff before getting right into the underbelly of geek. Anyway, what's the rush? Especially in an all-encompassing multi-topic show... I don't know. I don't think there is a rush. So everyone, prepare for randomization. Seeding random generator now. Safety boot dance. That's what I've entitled this paragraph. Because I have been doing all that landscaping, it had to happen every time you do anything outdoors, Something's going to try and murder you. And that something was me. I was my own attacker. I forked my own foot. (laughs) And this is the thing. I was wearing safety boots. Which I find to be a very ironic industrial garment. I had done some digging with a fork. My legs were spread a bit and I was breathing heavily as I stood up, straightened up, took the fork and jammed it into the ground behind me. But not quite behind me. My foot intercepted the fork. I pinched my foot between the prong of the fork and the sole of the boot. That, along with no energy dissipation, because I absorbed the force of that vicious blow, I ended up with an entry and exit force bruise. And oh, how I danced. (laughs) I danced like the alien grasshoppers in Quatermass and the Pit. Luckily, I'm okay, and it was minor, though my foot is still sore, and that happened quite a few days ago. I only limped for a day. Only limped for a day. It was the thick leather more than anything else that saved my foot, My boots have steel toe caps, but 
I've never had an accident wearing steel toe cap boots. I've only hurt my toes, in fact, indoors when I have stubbed my toes, and that happens so often it's not even slightly amusing. It does occur to me that maybe I should wear my safety boots indoors instead of slippers. Do you think that's quite stylish? Safety boots also have metatarsal plates sometimes, but I find boots like that too much, and they are expensive as well. They also feel the weight of ski boots, and they're just too much to work in. The one good thing I think about safety boots is the sole plates. I have actually managed to save myself from being punctured by pointy stuff sticking up from the ground, nails and screws. My advice is to wear them anyway, at least if they're made of thick leather, they will protect you from cuts. I did think of wearing DMs instead of safety boots because they have a soft sole and part of the problem with wearing boots in the garden is a lot of safety boots have very thickly cleated soles that really destroy the lawn. DMs unfortunately are very expensive and have quite thin leather. They're too soft and I don't think they would survive in a garden environment. Yeah, safety boots with thick leather, and perhaps learn what the kite marks mean as far as standards go, and just avoid anything that doesn't encase your feet in thick leather. Which means avoiding fabric boots or steel toe cap wellies. They're just not stab-proof enough. And then, maybe you won't have to drive to casualty. Well, no, you won't be able to drive, will you? You'd have to take a taxi to casualty. Which I didn't have to do. Yeah! That wasn't the reason I didn't, by the way, podcast during the week. Because of a foot injury. Though the tiring out of Roy was the reason that... I could no longer podcast. Yeah, too much DIY landscaping. Too much podcasting. Not enough writing. Which includes getting my novel out on Kindle, despite the ongoing serious problems with Amazon and Jeff Bezos, and the fact that they keep selling extremist stuff and they don't seem to care. Just look at my Twitter feed, I won't bore you any more about that. What other health problems can I bore you with this week? Which is what happens when you get older. Things just start going a bit wrong. Although I'm not really old enough to be at that stage. I seem to have all these ridiculous problems. You can now add my eye to the sinus problems, the IBS, the chronic pain, yeah. Do you remember I talked about having light sensitivity? Well, that's continued, but it is now beyond the usual joke of whether 
I am a creature of the night. Do you know, uh, more than a year ago, I think. Wait a minute, let's see. Yeah, more than a year ago. Some idiotic airhead wag asked if it was glaucoma. No, the reason I'm wearing stylish sunglasses isn't glaucoma, but it is something that makes my eyes painful. One eye is now crusty, itches constantly, and waters in sunlight, so sunglasses. The podcast output is now back to roughly once or twice a week, with no specific release day or time, because that's more exciting. But back to the eye. Yeah, crusty eye. I've read that it can be a whole host of different things, none of them serious. Although, now I'm starting to suspect that... And... US listeners, I live in the UK, the NHS who look after our health are trying to get us not to come in. Because when I look up problems and how to treat them, I notice that a lot of things are supposedly self-treatable. According to our beloved and very deprived NHS, So, I follow along with the advice that I was given for my eye, which was to wash it with warm water, don't be shy to massage the eyelid, and guess what? I ended up with a bloody split in my eyelid. Even more painful. I think whoever's in charge of that NHS website should be assigned to be my personal carer. But yeah... Eye problems, annoyances. You know when I said at the top of the show that I'd be gently easing into the main geek topics of the show? This does not sound like easing in, does it? So let me actually do the show. Adventures Endgame. This is weird, and I can't believe that I haven't talked about it. Again, I checked the show notes, but no, I haven't talked about it. Which is odd, because I actually saw this at the cinema a few weeks ago. But with all the GOT excitement, I completely forgot to talk about it. For what it's worth at this very, very late stage, I thought it was good. I thought it was as good as Avengers Infinity War. It cleverly tied up all the loose ends of the Avengers series. It used time travel to reverse the mass disintegration. Big surprise. Not really. It didn't shy from violence, but wasn't gratuitous either. I think it could have done with more violence and a higher certification, but it's aimed at teens over 12, so I suppose it was the right tone, and I'm just being a bit selfish. We also got a few character deaths, Thanos, Black Widow, Iron Man, and there were probably more. 
but it was a very long movie, and I'd need to see it again to be sure. As much as I don't like super teams in comics, apart from X-Men, which is a bit like how I don't like country music, but make the exception for Johnny Cash, I must admit, Marvel did a bang-up job. I have seen the whole series of Avengers films, most of them at the cinema. I saw the first film, Avengers Assemble, in one of the cinemas on Haymarket in London. That's one of these long roads in central London. Very famous road, fairly famous cinema, but it was a long time ago, so I can't remember the specific cinema. But I saw Avengers Assemble back in April 2012, which was a few months before I started podcasting, so I'm not sure that I've talked about it in the podcast. I remember asking the woman in the box office about the movie. She said it was really good, and when I went in to see it, it was good. The whole series was great and managed to reel me in, in a way that the Super Team comics never really did. Well done, Marvel. And R.I.P. again, Stanley. And today I saw John Wick 2. And the reason for that is a friend invited me to see John Wick 3 with a discounted ticket. And I declined because I hadn't even seen John Wick 2 yet. I have seen John Wick 1, the first movie, just John Wick, actually. There's no one in it. And I did enjoy it, but didn't see John Wick 2 because I thought it would be more of the same. And it is. The good thing is that it is a masterclass in action cinema, which is also one of its failings, because... As I was watching the scenes, I was thinking, ah, yes, that's a good bit of martial arts there. I recognise that armbar, and there's a chokehold, and he's using some kind of disarming gun technique that I've seen in Krav Maga. It was all those things that were interesting, but detracted from me just enjoying it. And there were other things too that I recognised from other movies, like near the end there's a scene with a hall of mirrors, and that was right out of The Man with the Golden Gun. I think that John Wick in some ways is James Bond, but from the bad guy's side? What do you think? And yeah... With all that stuff, it felt like mostly the action was one step away from being a martial arts movie, which is okay in itself, but sometimes distracting because you might be looking at the filming techniques, you might be looking at the stunt people and thinking, oh, they're really good stunt people. And again, it's taking you out of the story. 
And the story is just a thin wrapping around those great action sequences. But they use a lot of famous character actors <laughs> who are just thrown in to validate that bare plot. Surprisingly, for the most part, it does work. But like I said, for me, watching those techniques, watching the action, the gun play, it was distracting. What I did enjoy, more than that, was that it felt like you were there to enjoy the style. <laughs> the suits. The gun porn, which was ridiculous. Well, not even gun porn, the weapon porn. As far as John Wick 3 goes, I'm going to wait for the third movie to come out on the small screen. Wait a minute, nothing comes out on the small screen anymore. The DVD. Or the Blu-ray. Hmm. Another film that I saw today... Did I say that I saw John Wick 2 today? Yeah, I also saw War for the Planet of the Apes. The second 2017 film in one day. I thought it was a spectacular and mostly clever finale to the rebooted Planet of the Apes saga. On the other hand, I thought Woody Harrelson's Marlon Brando slash Robert Duval... Yes, I noticed the glasses, Woody. Clone from two characters in Apocalypse Now is average. The film leans too heavily into Apocalypse Now. There's even an ape Apocalypse Now graffiti on one of the walls to remind you during the movie, as if you didn't already know. I thought that was pointless. And doubly pointless, because I'm guessing that a lot of the audience won't have heard of the Vietnam movie. I think references like that are aimed at film geeks or people more my age. On the other hand, like I said, it's spectacular. The Nova character tie-in was a really nice touch, and I loved Bad ape. The ending made me cry. Yeah, really. Actual tears of cryingness. <laughs> Sorry, I'm belittling that experience because it was a touching ending. It felt a bit like the ending of the original Watership Down. Because apparently they've rebooted Watership Down as well. And they've rebooted Dumbo. Oh, reboots. But yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes, a fitting ending to the rebooted trilogy. Although I did hear that that trilogy might have become a quadrilogy or more. But I'm glad it hasn't. Please stay in development hell. I have now had enough of Planet of the Apes. Let's do something else.
or let's reboot something like The Batman. I heard that Robert Pattinson was up for the role along with Nicholas Holt. I've looked at both of the actors. I think they're both okay for that role. My major worry with Robert Pattinson is, can he do funny? Because the grim Dark Knight is not quite so grim in the movies. I think all of the previous Batman actors, apart from Ben Affleck, sorry Ben, could do funny. Even Christian Bale could do funny. Do you remember that scene where he... (laughs) says he was attacked by dogs and when Alfred looks at him is it Alfred or is it Lucius Fox well one of the two look at him sideways he says really big dogs George Clooney though physically perfect for Batman sucked and he could do humor as well But maybe that was Joel Schumacher's fault. I'm also wondering if it's too soon to do another Batman movie? Ah, yeah. Reboots. Stop it. Let's move on to technology. On Tuesday the 14th of May at approximately 1am which is stupidly, stupidly early. And after taping the big Game of Thrones podcast, which was episode 264, I had the outage from hell. Not power outage, but internet outage. After editing the podcast, first my internet didn't work. Wi-Fi, that is. And then, after fiddling around for ages and ages, far longer than I should have, turning on and off my router. I decided to reboot my computer, and then a Windows update took my computer out. It was updating for about an hour, and then, even after all that, when my computer was back up, I had still no internet. And the trouble with having no internet is that it was caused by no Wi-Fi or no internet connection. Something was wrong with a router. And without Wi-Fi, even my remote control, which is my smartphone running core, couldn't connect with my Raspberry Pi set-top box, so no TV to watch either. And then I decided to do something sensible. I would give up for the night. I would go upstairs and listen to podcasts until I fell asleep. Which, of course, I couldn't do, because I had no Wi-Fi. What a complete... (laughs) Thanks a lot, BT. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Roy has left the building. Openreach, who do work for BT, I think they maintain the lines, are always fiddling with a cabinet at the end of our street. Can't tell you how frustrating this is. And then a few days later, I got a letter from BT saying that now my grace period for being upgraded free to super fast broadband, which I have declined anyway, 
is now no longer valid, and if I want to upgrade to super fast broadband, I'd have to pay another three pounds. Well, no thank you. <sighs> Internet really is vital for what I do, which is podcasting and writing, but luckily, apart from the odd large download, I'm not really using my internet that much, although I could. You know, I would love to subscribe to some streaming services, but that's just another thing to sort out. I don't know. I'm really a bit all over the place with this. I know it's something on my list. I have satellite TV, but the satellite is busted, so I thought maybe getting higher broadband would be good, but then there's a problem with the phone line and the type of fibre that is available to me is fibre to cabinet. So I would get high speed all the way to the cabinet in theory, though I've heard that some BT customers are not getting very fast Infinity service. Infinity is the name that they used to brand their fibre optic network. And then anyway, from the cabinet to my house, it will be copper. And I have a noisy line. And I'm not confident that that copper line will be doing me any favours. I think it will be a bottleneck. And BT don't want to fix it. So I'm a bit stuck at the moment. But as I'm writing and podcasting... It's not immediately a problem. We'll see. Have you noticed how when I go off on a tangent, it should be a happy tangent, something that will cheer my listeners up, and it turns into a moan. I'm sorry about that. If it makes you feel any better, after this show, I'm going to help myself to a sherbet lemon. But finally, our last topic... And this is a tech update from my mum about her new Nokia 6.1 Plus. If you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I am a grumpy tech support person from hell. And even without my grumpy tech support from the region of Hades, my mother has managed to sort out photos, internet, WhatsApp, all on her own, on her new Nokia 6.1 Plus. Almost. Cue irritated video of me jabbing at my ear while my mum tries to figure out how to unmute WhatsApp. (laughs) About a hundred phone calls later? What have I done? I've created a monster. Look, barring frustrations and some very, very funny tech hiccups, If you are an older user, you can do it. You really can. By the way, my mum has also managed to disassemble and put back together her laptop, which I talked about in a previous podcast. So in some ways, she has in fact surpassed me in technical prowess. Kudos, mum. The point of this is really a little pep talk to tell you, as an older user, don't get left out. 
Don't let the young whippersnappers patronise you or have all the tech fun. The young ones don't always know what they are doing. I know because I've talked to people who are considerably younger than me, even. So 20s, 30s, and yeah, they might patronise you a bit, but they don't always know what they're doing. Oh, and finally, this will make you laugh. <laughs> if it wasn't so tragic. But it will explain some of my recent behaviour on social media. My mum stopped following me on Twitter. So, I asked her what that was about. She said she didn't know. I didn't believe her, so I unfollowed her. And in a fit of spite, also unfollowed everyone else. Apparently... I really was an accidental unfollow. I know this because mum told me that she hasn't seen me post anything on Twitter for a long time. And I explained that the reason she hasn't seen that is because she isn't following me. Or at least that's what she says. Sure, mum, that's what happened. I believe you. Oh, and I should tell people who are following me on Twitter. Yeah, I really don't follow anyone. If you want to contact me on Twitter, please go ahead. I accept DMs, happy to receive them, and I respond to all tweets. If you have something creative you want to retweet, tell me about it. And as long as I can ethically agree with what you've done, then I will retweet it. And I am fairly nice. No, really, I am nice. Nice. Why am I saying nice like that? Nice. No, hold on. Nice. I am nice. I am nice. That sounded cold and weird. <sighs> oh, and I still have one last item. Computer shopper. I was in my local market the other day walking around and one of the stalls sells out-of-date magazines. This magazine was only last month's copy of Computer Shopper and I used to be an avid reader of Computer Shopper. I have even interviewed one of the journalists who used to work on Computer Shopper. So I picked up a copy, it was only a pound. And I took it home for sentimental reasons to flick through and I usually flick through on the throne. Yes, it's toilet reading. And I discovered it wasn't really what it used to be. I think there are too many reviews, but then there always were. But now, with the internet, I think paper magazines should take a different approach and not just regurgitate a lot of reviews, or even original reviews that they do. Cut down the reviews. Make it more personal. There were a few columns that do get personal, and some that have been there for years and years, but I think you need new blood. Or am I saying that just because I want them to buy my articles? Maybe it's that. I don't know. But, yeah... Didn't enjoy Computer Shopper as much as I thought I would. But I will look out for slightly out-of-date magazines, because one month is nothing. And it's so much better than paying the full cover price. And that is it for the main part of the show. 
Oh dear, I've just scrolled down and I see that there is another item. One last item. And then that's it. Patreon. I totally missed signing up with Patreon before they hiked their take. I can still sign up for a simpler, tearless, light account. It's not something that's on the forefront of my mind yet. Though, tell me what you think about that. Would you pay something to help support the show? I do two shows a week now, and it takes effort. Of course it does, it takes time. And I could do with a better microphone, I think. That's on the shopping list. And I would probably invest a little more in the podcast if people were prepared to pay something. And if you are, please let me know. I said years and years ago that the podcast would remain completely free, and of course it will. But I could really do with some support. So please let me know what you think and whether you would be prepared to pay an amount Okay, and that is it. See you in the pod, pod people. This show is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. For further reading, there's a link to the show notes in the description of this episode. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen and recommend it to a friend. I always welcome new friends to the fold. You were listening to Crash, the Geeky UK podcast. This was episode 266, recorded on Sunday the 19th of May 2019, and looking at the clock, it is now a podcast ending on Monday the 20th of May 2019 at 34 minutes past midnight and 24 seconds. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye!